I'm going to start the music right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! You right? You right over there? Usually, usually I hear like little pieces of the music, but this time it was just fucking dead quiet. <laughs> That's awesome. And so I was just like waiting, hang, hang on the edge of my seat, waiting for a for a hey in. But I, maybe, then I thought like maybe your thing went out or something or died. I don't know <laughs> what's going on. I wonder how long you would have sat there for. I probably would have sat there for like at least a couple minutes. <laughs> All right, well, this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we, uh, we have our Fearless Beer Review. We talk about the vinyl stuff we picked up uh, that leads into the songs of the week, and then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go there, uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us. Give us five stars on there, please. All of our social media is at Asinine Radio. We have a phone number you can call, text us, leave us a voicemail. Phone number is 503-893-5307. We have a Discord, too. If you want to join that, let us know. We'll send you the link. And uh, that's all I got for the boring intro. So let's get right into our Fearless Beer Review. What do you got, Jeff? Go. I, I'm drinking I'm drinking my Pliny. I got, oh, okay. I got my Pliny going, yeah. It was... Uh, the mic's loose. I gotta tighten it with this little screwdriver right here. There we go. Keeps keeps falling down. It's annoying. Thank you. Yeah, I got my my Pliny the Elder. I've I've yet to see this out here in uh, in any place. I've been I've been to several local craft beer liquor stores that are pretty pretty good on getting stuff that that's kind of rare and, and sought after. But I've I've yet to see any Pliny out here. Not one. Not once ever. And. I don't even think that this is this is like a perfect beer. It, it's good, and it's, it's very good. Yeah, it's just I feel I feel like I'm part of like some club, like some exclusive club when I drink it. So that's why <laughs> I try and have you bring something out every time you come out. And you also have I brought you out some great whites as well. Yeah, no, the great whites. I mean, that's that's a perfect beer for sure. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. No, it's a perfect beer. Don't know about that. PB. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, let's see what I got here. I have what is called the Viking Space Probe. This is uh, from Stone Brewery from San Diego. It's a hazy double IPA. It's uh, 8.5 ABV, so it's a strong boy. Uh, what's what's the ABV on on Pliny? It's uh, I think it's like eight. Yeah, I think it is. I think you're right. I think it is eight. And uh, that's pretty damn smooth for a uh, for a uh, double IPA. So. What is what did you say you just had? I have the Viking Space Probe, hazy <laughs> double IPA. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Tight. I'm a little nervous, but anyway. So uh, let's fucking drink it, and then we'll uh, we'll give oh, it our uh, rating, oh. our world famous rating system. Yeah. Our world famous rating well, I, system. Whole, I I have not even. You haven't even poured it. Okay, this is fun. It. I'm having a fucking blast. I haven't poured Thank it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jeff. I'm having a blast. I am pouring it into a piranha pale ale glass. Okay. All right. That is apparently How does it smell? Smudgy. Okay. Let me hold on. Let me say. What's going on with this glass? 
Looks like fucking everyone's touching this glass. <laughs> uh, pouring, pouring, pouring. I keep on pouring almost to the top of my piranha glass. That was Just good. About that was good. to the top. Now it's at the top, and it looks like a perfect pour as usual. I'm ready. You're so annoying. <laughs> 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 All right, here we go. That's good. There we go. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's 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 a Pliny. Mm, that is um, that's a beer I have. Ooh, it tastes like um, like a cereal, but mm. but not like a overly fruity cereal. I, but I, I don't even know what kind of cereal it is. This is a weird one. Is it just it's like not, like crackery? Like just like a general cereal taste? Yeah, like a like a like a maybe like a watered down like a very watered down Fruit Loop or like Applejack. Okay. It kind of has that, not 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 nearly as fruity as like Fruity Pebbles, but oh, this is pretty good. This is actually pretty good. I was I, I was expecting something a lot more harsh than this. I mean, I like I like this this just like a generic cereal taste. There's there's like a generic cereal taste mm. that's not specific to Captain Crunch or. Cinnamon Toast Crunch or whatever. It's just a cereal taste. I'm, I like that. That's good. That's a weird thing to... But it's a weird thing to describe as a beer, you know? Yeah. Well, if it's, you know, if it's there, it's there. It is what it is. That's weird, man. That That's weird. That's on the no-no list. We have the no-no list for a reason. Tyler, no, 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 so no, 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 no. We have, um, like I said, we have a three-point rating system where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer. You're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So what do you give your Pliny the Elder? It's a 2.5, maybe 2.25. That low? It's more solid than that. Come on. I mean, I don't think I would ever give any kind of double IPA higher than that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but it's so it's it's just so smooth. Yeah, that's why it's getting such a high score already. Oh, man, you were, you were so difficult. What do you want me to do? Sometimes uh, it's, what do I, you want, I me want do? you to have better ratings. That's that's more the rating it gets. Ratings. I want you to have more reasonable ratings. That's really what I want you to have. That's so. that's it, it gets the rating that it gets, and it it gets what it gets, and doesn't and it doesn't throw a fit. And it is what it is, right? Fucking guy, this fucking guy. Plenty of the All other. Right, so you gave this uh, way too low of a rating, but that's okay. I mean, you can be wrong sometimes, I guess. So with my Viking Space Probe from Stone Brewery, uh, I'm gonna have to give this one just a solid two. I don't know if I'd really go back to it. the The taste is good, but it's a little it's just a little too weird for me because I can't place it. I can't. The cereal thing is throwing me off. It really is, and I cannot figure it out. But. A lot of beers have like a cereal crackery taste. It's a it's a fairly generic. I don't yeah, thing. I don't. But I've never tasted that in a beer. It's because you only drink fucking hazies, you, the haze yeah. bro, through and through. But no, you, that's stupid. Like that game, never bad. have I ever, never have I ever drink anything besides hazies. That's 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 what you would say. Because it's all true. I drink at while I was at your house were Coors Lights, uh, Stellas, and did you drink the Stellas? Really? I I drink like I think I drink three or four Stellas. Oh, thank God! <laughs> <laughs> so they were bad fucking too. Done with the Stellas. They're not they good after bad. like one, right? It was, and because I had had like several Coors Lights, and then I went from the Coors to the Stella because I accidentally grabbed the Stella. And I'm like, oh fuck, I'll just drink it. And uh, yeah, it was a bad. It was bad going from Coors to to that. I think if I had started with Stella, it would have been fine. But nah. And then I realized, fuck it, I'll just keep drinking Stellas. 
Maybe it's just like maybe that's why they were so cheap is because they I don't know maybe they're bad because I don't remember Stella just being that bad and like I may never drink Stella again for the rest of my life because of this cheap Stella I bought from the grocery store they were fucking gross. (laughs) I notice whenever I go to like um like weddings especially weddings whenever they have an open bar the beer that they always have at the open bar is Stella. That's so annoying every time. I don't. I think because they think it's fancy, but it's not a fancy beer. Like you'd be more fancy if you got Coors Banquet. <laughs> like seriously, I mean, it would taste better, and it is. I I honestly think it's a fancier beer than fucking Stella, the wife beater beer. Isn't that what it was? Is that yeah. What Skip said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with this, yeah, I gave mine a two. You gave yours a two point five. Um, on Beer Advocate, our boy Raul, he did not leave a review for mine. But he did leave a review for your Pliny the Elder. I think we've we've, so, we've said it before too. But read it again. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? So uh, when did he post this? He posted. Oh my god. He posted this nine years ago. There you go. So uh, February eighteenth, <laughs> February eighteenth, twenty twelve. Uh, on tap at Hollings Head in Orange, California. Been there. Good place. Uh, Raul B C and stars because this beer got him lifted. Floral and piney like a twilight wedding. I mean the thing tasted like J Lo's under drawers. <laughs> Perfection. What the fuck? <laughs> flavor, <laughs> flavor be popping hard like the Wiz Khalifa screaming black and yellow. It's a shame that this thing be hard to get, but I know where to get it. Wait, I know, but I know where to get it two weeks from the source. Fresh. Because, yeah, it that good. Wow. This is, I like, what, this is a good one. This is a good what did he say? Me. What did he say in the beginning? There was something I liked in the beginning. On uh, Raul B C and stars because the beer got him lifted. That's the one I like it. That's the one. Poetic and, and then the next line: floral and piney like a twilight wedding. <laughs> and then th- this is the part that I had trouble getting through. I mean, the thing tasted like J Lo's underdrawers. Perfection. Fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Raul is the best man. He is the best. This is nine years ago. Almost, almost. Wait, yeah, twenty twelve. So this is. That's why almost 10 years ago. He's been on this for a long ass time. Anyway, so there we go. Fearless Beer Review. You got anything else to say? Uh, good? No. Uh, okay, cool. So let's move on to our uh, vinyl pickups. What did you get? What have you listened to? I know we spent some time together shopping this last weekend while I was out in Arizona. So uh, what do you got? Go. So I... Um I don't have a lot to bring here, just a couple things, because we spent the most of the most of the weekend like doing other things for like the first time in a long time. Like, we didn't do a lot of the things we normally do. It was just other things. You know what I mean? we, yeah. we did a lot of jamming too, and that was a lot of it. A lot of it. I was yeah. surprised. Yeah, and not. Only, I mean, it's funny because you and I barely jammed the, over the weekend. We jammed with other people. Mm-hmm. Like I think you and I maybe spent like ten minutes together actually playing together but otherwise we were with either with your neighbors or when mickey was over i was jamming with him so yeah it was, we did it was even, fun though we didn't even get through our 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 rotation our, our normal know. rotation of of the same songs we always play i know i know that's all right and, and we and we only got because normally what we try to do we also try to watch all 11 star wars movies while i'm out there you know just have them playing in the background while we're doing whatever we only got up through the beginning of empire strikes back like maybe twenty minutes into Empire, we and then we watched a New it. Hope. Yeah, we watched a New Hope. Yeah. What? When? Yeah, 
We watched. It was uh, on Saturday night. It was right before uh, your coworkers came over. Oh. And then we and then we had just finished a New Hope and just oh, started you're Empire. Right. And then they came over. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. Barely. Barely halfway. Okay. Yeah. So, so we watched Wedding Crashers. We no, we did watch Wedding Crashers, and we found some new things too. So we did. <laughs> when 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 Christopher Walken does the oh like that thing, <laughs> that that was a new thing. Also, Isla Fisher in the background at the table scene. We've never really watched her face when she's, you know, giving them the hand job under the table. Yeah. Like there's some some background moments that you don't really catch, but they were pretty good. Oh, there was some great, great side action in that movie. Yeah. 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 It That's, so it's, a cla- it's a classic movie. And it's really everybody is, is a at least a decent actor in it. Yeah. But yeah. like they're all quirky as people like in general, like the actors and actresses they are all quirky in general. So they, that quirkiness translates to their character well, to where the background facial expressions are also quirky and fun to watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know what part I always forget, but every time it happens, I always laugh, is the part in the beginning when he throws the water. Oh, he in his office? <laughs> in his office. He just Why are you throwing the water? The water? I, but I always forget about it. Every time it comes up, I, I just... I, I just laugh so fucking hard. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's like one of those little cups with like a Dixie, like a tiny, tiny Dixie <laughs> cup of water. And there's no reaction to it. Neither neither actor reacts to that at all. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. But anyway, but anyway, 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 we that's spent we spent we spent most of the week in re-listening to classics, you know, the good stuff rather than new yeah. stuff or whatever. Um, but. A couple things here is uh, Americana. I I saw Americana again at at Grace oh, Records. Yeah. Huge shout out! So mm-hmm. I've 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 only seen the Wild one time, and the one time you bought it, I guess I did. And then I've never right. seen it again. And then I saw it again at Grace, and it was it was new in the Wild for like thirty bucks or something, and they only had one copy, so I bought it. And who cares? It's what me to do. And we listened to half of it that night, and then uh, I don't know why we didn't finish the second half. But oh, we didn't finish it. No, we only listened to half of it. You sure? Yeah, because the next morning when I when I put it away, it was still on side A, so it had not been what? flipped. What the fuck did we do? I don't remember. Because that was on Friday night. That was Friday night. So we had to have been at your neighbor's jamming. Maybe we were listening. And oh, it's because they came over here afterwards, and then I put oh. on Spotify because uh, Tony was playing the drums over here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. But yeah, I listened yeah. again, and it's a it's a fucking killer album. It's it's, it's fantastic, and I like I I like that they added that they kept like the silence at the very end of the record, so you have to wait mm-hmm. until the secret song comes in. And I thought that it was just on like a a, a locked groove because oh, I, yeah, yeah. I just thought like no way like needing new pressings. I, I I thought they would just omit it entirely, just end the album. But uh, it was cool. I, I dug it. It sounds fantastic, and it's a killer album. Is yours a colored vinyl? No, no, right? Just okay, black. Yeah I, didn't think so. yeah, I didn't think so. And then, do you have do you have Ixnay? No, I think that one's okay. kind of expensive. Is it? I don't know. Because they did Cause like I, a, think, I think now we have this. We have the same ones now. We have Americana, Conspiracy, and Smash. Yeah, <laughs> but my 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 Smash is a is a Zia exclusive colored vinyl. Oh, nope. well, fucking fuck you then. No big deal. <laughs> and then we have the cool ass uh, <clears throat> uh, conspiracy of one. Yeah, we, which we got for like $16. Yeah. 
I know, because oh, that's right. It was a Black what Friday a deal last year. Steal. Yeah, from You yeah. Discover Music. That's right. That's it right. Was like 50 per- it was supposed <laughs> to be like $30. It was like 50% off. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Holy shit. What a steal. Yeah, so I did the um, I did the Americana thing. Mm-hmm. Damn, that was a big gulp of that, of that, uh, that Pliny. <laughs> um, oh, so, okay, I, oh, wait, 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 hold on real quick. I'm looking on... On Discogs, the cheapest copy of Ixnay is uh, $40 after shipping, and it's coming from Canada, which is surprising. Is it that, that foil silver cover yeah, looking gold. one? Gold cover, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. I've never seen that. That's like some reissue thing. It's got like a scorpion or a spider or something yeah, on it, I think. Yeah, with a skull. A scorpion with a skull on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that one was something wrong with that one or no? I just I just had noticed that there wasn't a lot of of reissues or a lot of pressings of that album, and that was the one that I saw the most of. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And ones with the other the the real cover, the main cover, those started like sixty five, sixty five and up. But yeah, that's expensive. Not worth. Not worth. Not worth it. Not worth it. I mean, I'd I'd pay if I saw the original cover, like the normal cover, because I think it's a. I think it's one of their best covers. I love it so much. Oh, it's a great cover, yeah. If I saw it for like forty five, I'd I'd probably pick it up. I'd pick it up for forty. Yeah. I'd do forty. Yeah. But yeah. Whatever. I am sure it'll get reissued. Mm. I don't think any of their records are really super expensive. They're still selling their their self titled and ignition on, on the Nitro site. Really? Man, nobody wants that shit they, though. They they probably pressed so many of them thinking everybody would buy it. Yeah, and they probably repressed them after Smash came out, then repressed them again after Ixnay, and then after the, you know, every time they come out with the new album, they probably repress them. Nobody probably. still wants them. They're probably the not same, bad. The same, just, the same thing they do with AFI, except people actually buy the AFI records. Well, yeah, because like, the early AFI records are fucking good, and their newer AFI records are fucking bad, whereas The Offspring <laughs> is kind of the opposite. <laughs> oh, man, <sighs> you're so dumb. You're so dumb. I listened to Bodies a couple times. We're gonna we're gonna move on because I don't want to talk about bad AFI. <laughs> it's a good album. I don't want to talk about it. it it's just gonna make me upset. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I got, and uh, it uh, came it came a day late because you mm-hmm. you also got one and oh. uh, you don't have it right now. But it's the uh, Operation Ivy. It's their uh, their only album, um, and this was supposed to. Uh, I, I don't know when this was supposed to be here. But I got no tracking from this and nothing. It just said, hey, we shipped your thing from Pennsylvania. And then, you know, several days later, it came in the mail, both of them. And <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's their only album, Energy. And it's on a uh, like a purplish vinyl. It looks like a now and later. You know the purple now and laters? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like if you really look at the purple now and laters, they're not like just purple. They got kind of like a little swirl. Little swirly swirls, you know, yeah. and that's what this album looks like. And it looks really cool. And purple now and later is actually my favorite flavor of now and later's. I love the purple flavor. Who likes now and later's though? Nobody likes. Are now you and later. fucking joking my ass Nobody right now? Likes now, now and, and I mean, later's. Good. Are you they're kidding good. me? They're good, but you might as well eat a fucking Starburst. Starburst are a Starburst times are better. trash. Starburst are a million times better than now and later's. Get Dude, the fuck out of you here. are insane. Now and later's are good. They're good. You, you are insane if you think so. I've, I have not a had a Starburst, Starburst in, in five to ten years because they're trash. Because you're stupid. Have you read the Starburst jelly beans? Now those. No, I, I don't even Ooh, like jelly those beans. Are fucking good. You don't, who doesn't like jelly beans? I don't like jelly beans. You're I don't dumb, eat jelly beans. Get I don't fucking look at get jelly beans. House. I don't do anything with jelly beans. 
trash. That's you stupid. like trash candy. You have no, you know nothing about candies because you're trash. So, <laughs> Operation Ivy kind of goes along the line with our album of the week. We're talking about Bay Area punk music, and this is mm-hmm. this album came out in like the late '80s. So, when we're talking about like the ska thing, because I made you listen to that ska comp when you're over here, we're getting into yeah, ska good. a little bit. And like ska, like third wave ska wasn't just blowing up in like the mid '90s. Like it had been around since mid '80s to the late '80s, and it just uh, it's it's a fantastic genre that's never got any of the respect it deserved and uh operation ivy is, is really like the best thing like tim armstrong's ever done that's that's a fact i mean it's great but trans some there's some good transplant stuff i have no really third, ab- absolutely but with the transplants like at their best it's not he's not the reason why i want to listen to like the transplants it's just like his guitar playing yeah. in op ivy is just so fucking cool it's just like the way it they is. can just kind of like dance around the punk and ska thing is just it's it's perfect it's perfection it is no it's fucking great and this is one of the I things that that i listened to when i was really into ska and like in high school and thought i was like oh this is cool like this is a cool punk band that i also <laughs> like and it's pretty dope one of those knuckleheads yeah pretty everybody dope, all, all the punkers always had the the op ivy patches on their sh- on their jackets or pants or some something like that <laughs> little do they know it's just third wave ska <laughs> they probably never even listen to it. They're not true punkers. You're not, true no. pu- you're not a true punker if you listen to Op Ivy. No. I, because the best songs on there are the ones that are predominantly the ska songs. Man, I haven't listened to them in... Honestly, I haven't listened to them in years. I, I used to listen to them a lot in high school, but I don't know why. I just never really went back to them. But I, it's it's still a killer fucking record. And you got it waiting it. here for you. It's all sealed up yeah. and or ready you could, to go. Uh, or you could ship it to me. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to my mom when she comes out. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's perfect. When is she coming out next? Uh, Thanksgiving week. Oh, so like a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Or I'll awesome. give it to Renee's mom because they're driving. I'll give it to Renee's mom because they're driving. Oh, yeah, and you don't want it to break. That's probably a better call. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll uh, yeah. But then you got to drive out to Buena Park instead of Anaheim. That's but you're funny. in Buena Park. I, I'm Anaheim always out there. Yeah, I'm yeah. always out there anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what else you got? Uh, so the last thing leads me to my song of the week is um, Propagandi, and mm-hmm. this is a, a Canadian punk band. And the only reason why I know who this band even is is because one of the guys that kind of like founded the band was a singer for the Weaker Thans, and I always just really? thought it was yeah, yeah, dude. Like the singer for the Weaker Thans. Like if you've listened to the Weaker Thans, I, I fucking love them. So they're so good. Yeah, but it's it's like the complete opposite of what propaganda is weaker thans are just a straightforward indie rock emo band with like folk influences and just very slow and and melodic whereas propaganda is highly energetic highly political and like they they pride themselves on being that and they at times they're like hardcore they're so fast and aggressive sometimes that it's ridiculous Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, this is their third album, third or fourth album. But this is the first album that doesn't have the guy from the Weaker Than's on it. So he was only on Maybe the first couple albums. Changed. I mean, no, they were still arguably even like more aggressive. They just they were they just weren't as like tight as as like in a songwriting sense. They're mm-hmm. a little bit more a little more sloppy, a little bit more trying to do too many things and not having them any of those things be perfected. 
Whereas this album is like the first time they they did all those things and perfected all of them. And okay. uh, dude, they're so fucking good. They're so rad. And I don't I don't mind all of the overly aggressive political themes because the song that I chose, "Fuck the Border." is is so, it's just, it's so cheesy it's just uh, like political songs in general just so like cheesy and then but i agree but like these guys really back it like they created their own label the g7 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 welcoming committee it's a, it's mm-hmm. their own like independent label and they're distributed through fat records in in america but in canada they're they're their own label and they specialize in pretty much getting bands that are very politically active to join their label. And then and it's obviously it's very liberal left wing. And so they're, they're very antagonistic in their music approach. Yeah. And I like it. I like that. I dig. Right. And I, even on like the jacket itself, it, there's a little booklet inside and it says like, if you want any more information, you know, please like look up this stuff. And then it says like digital and it has all these websites you can visit. And then on the other page, it says analog and has like books you can read or like magazines you can check out. <laughs> this is really fucking cool. <laughs> Damn, this came out. This came out right before 9-11, too. Yeah, dude. And the, yeah. And like the cover itself, too, is just it's the American flag. Yeah, what it's supposed to be. And it's kind of like a dystopian looking thing. And it's got like the world map behind it showing like mm-hmm. America is trying to like put itself in front of the world and be like the face of the globe. And <laughs> it's very cool. Really Propaganda Propaganda really Gandhi were like one of the bands that everything I've heard from them is I've I've really liked, I've really enjoyed. But for whatever reason I've never never taken a deep dive and actually listened to them. Like I, I wanna change that because I mean this is this song is really good. It's really fucking good. Dude, I'm I don't know I don't know what's wrong with me. They're they're this album too is produced by Ryan Green, which we know he's that, that dude has produced so many things in Wait. like the genre. He he produced Punk and Drublick. He does. He's done a oh, lot of stuff. Okay, okay, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, just in our world that we bands that we like. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, check it out. It's good. It's fantastic. Yeah. So here's a uh, here's a little bit of the uh, the song "Fuck the Border" from Propagandi. go fuck the border from propagandi and i was just looking real quick on on the wikis uh it says that ryan green worked on an usher record from 2008 it says that he <laughs> helped engineer that record 
So I don't know if that's like a mistake or if he actually did. I, I it's it just seems so weird. Is it I the mean, Usher record that you may be getting? No, your... no, it's not. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's his album called Here I Stand. I don't even I, I uh, don't I know that record. Fucking up there, but is. yeah. So I thought that was kind of weird. But it might just it might just be like another Ryan Green because I, I cannot see this guy working on an Usher record in two thousand eight. Seems so I mean, weird. I don't know. Maybe did you always see like like people, you know, in the, in the production standpoint of mixers or engineers of names that we recognize that do true, yeah, that work in like the eighties with Poison, and then we'll also do like Estelle or something. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking through the uh, the personnel on this record on this Usher record, dude. There's probably like thirty <laughs> or thirty five engineers, just engineers. We're not even talking producers. Fucking engineers. Wow. I mean, like per song, we're talking like there's like 15 people per song doing (laughs) things that are not Usher. Yeah. So that's cool. Oh, damn. Okay. So there you go. Propagandi, Song Fuck the Border. Great song. Honestly, great song. Great pick. Dude, they're really good. Nichols, right? Yeah. Nichols? Yeah, that's what I I've been looking. Honestly, I've been looking for this specific record for a while and I don't, I just don't ever see Propagandi in the wild. But this is a Fat Records one. It has a little sticker on it, too, that makes me think that it was a reissue, like a recent one, like from 2020 oh. or 2021. Because another Fat Records one that I bought had that same thing on it. I can't remember. Oh, it was the uh, Against Me one. had the same sticker on it. I think the Bomb Pops one did, too, right? Because we got the Bomb Pops from from that web, from the website as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. It's like a little circle sticker. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Man, dude, they're... they're um the shit that they sell on that on the Fat Record store is so fucking cheap. Yeah, it's Vinyl not bad at all. Vinyl no, it really yeah, isn't. It's always cheap. It's always cheaper than normal. It's super weird. But I'm not complaining. Have you checked if they if they have any more other, any other records on the site for Propagandi or just Propagandi, in general? Yeah. Uh, no, Propagandi. No, because usually when I go to Fat Records their site, I get distracted by like me first albums or or something. I don't know for anything else, and they, like they sell a lot of albums on there, so it's it's, uh, it's a little distracting. And even though they yeah, are cheap, they don't true. they don't they rarely ever give out like discounts. And well, so then I mean, why would they? It makes me mad, so I don't I don't shop on it. <laughs> what do you mean? They'll sell a, they'll sell a brand new record for like fifteen dollars. Yeah, I know, like I know. a brand new record that just came out, like like a I no effects record. I know. For sixteen dollars, like what, what are you bitching about? I'm, what are you bitching about? I just gotta find something to bitch about. Well, clearly. I'm so gonna I'm, find I'm, something to bitch about. <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the Fat Rec website right now, and you could buy yeah the the prop this propaganda record the reissue is seventeen bucks. Ah, oh, dude, it's a killer. Honestly, there there are parts in this album that sound like Death by Stereo, like the way Death by Stereo really? kind of bounces and rolls in their like hardcore aggressive playing, mm-hmm. like it's on here. Huh. And, they, and they okay. don't forget, like, Propaganda, they were a band like, the early 90s. Like, their first album yeah. came out, like, fucking the early 90s. I think it was 93 from what, I, from what I was looking at. Yeah, like, these guys have been around for a long time. And, and anybody in, like, the punk community, like, knows who they are. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's Interesting. Just, they're really fucking good. And I don't listen no, to a lot I mean, of punk honestly, music. That, like, this type of aggressive punk music. And they're, that's That was another weird thing for me as well, because, you yeah, you don't listen to this kind of stuff. And for you to actively look for it is very kind of i mean to be fair i would never look this up because just based off of this cover alone 
how aggressively political it already looks. That's already <laughs> going to irritate me because I don't want to buy a record that's just constantly shitting on insert current president here on like mm-hmm. that because it's just it's low hanging fruit and like neither of us like that shit. It's annoying. No, no. The only reason so why I did is because I know it's the the guy from the weaker thans was in like the band and and I really love the weaker thans and so I, I I was like, how the fuck can you do something so like indie rock soft and then also do something so aggressively political and angsty. It's pretty cool though. Yeah. You know, you can you can really kind of do whatever on just do whatever, honestly. Whatever floats the boat. So it looks like the only thing on Fat Wreck is is the album is this album. Oof. Everything else is sold out. So yeah, there you go. Just looked it up for everyone so you don't have to. Look at that. I mean, if you're looking to buy stuff on Fat Records, I would recommend this one. Yeah, I know. They, they, have, they have so many good bands signed to them and so many things that they sell for fucking cheap. Go check it out, man. Go check it out. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty... That, that's, where, that's where we got the Bomb Pops record from. It was Fat Rack. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it was because we both got it like the same time and you weren't over here, so there's no other place we would get it from other than the Fat Record site. True, true, true. Good stuff. Good, good good stuff stuffs okay so let's get into my vinyl real quick i I like it much like you i didn't listen to a ton of stuff because i was at your house for four Mm. days and uh so let's start with this guy he's a guitar player uh one of my favorite guitar players um discovered him within the last year and a half or so his name is johnny smith i've talked about him on the pod before i brought his music to the pod just such a, a phenomenal guitar player jazz guitar player uh, this first one I got is the Johnny Smith Quartet. It's a six album, came out in 1955. This one I got on my way out to Arizona from White Rabbit. I noticed that the, I noticed on their Instagram they had just got this big jazz collection in, and they had just put this one out. And then some knucklehead there categorized it under the J section, not the S section in the jazz section, but that's fine. Wow. Uh, so I got it. Uh, it's a little. I need to clean it. Honestly, I need to clean it. It it has a. Quite a bit of surface noise uh, on side B, but I think if I get that out, it should be in pretty damn good condition. Um, you don't, but yeah, no, it, it what? You don't clean used records before you play them. Well, I mean, it depends. Like I'll look at it, and and if it looks pretty clean, I mean, I'll obviously use the brush. But if it looks pretty clean, I'll um, I'll I'll just throw it on. But then Oof. you know, if there obviously are blemishes, then I'm going to clean it. But then, uh, but then, w- but then, once I was playing it, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm too lazy to clean it," so I just fucking kept playing it. <laughs> I know it's not good, but whatever. I mean, it just it makes things dirtier over time. But like that, that brush is like for static only, really. Yeah, yeah. I you know, need that like, that finer, that flat head one that's curved on top. Mm-hmm. That that's like a brush to get in there to get like the dirt out. But you, you, I I clean every or I try to. When you came over, I'm sure all those fucking used records you brought weren't cleaned ever. Like that Skrillex, I'm sure you never been cleaned. No, I cleaned the Skrillex. Fucking guy. I forgot we listened to the Skrillex. Oh, oh so, so good. goddamn good, too. Oh, so <laughs> good. <laughs> it's so good. I was hoping you leave it. Hell no. Hell no. I mean, I would have traded some stuff, but. Yeah, but you would have wanted the farm. That's what you do. You come over here, you shice, and you leave. What do you mean I shice and I leave? That's what Actually, you do. I did shice somebody this weekend. No, it wasn't you, but I did shice somebody. Would you shice? Which which we'll talk about. Uh, so the other record I got is also Johnny Smith. Like I said, I picked this one up. Uh, the, the album is called Reminiscing. I picked this one up from uh, Aldo's Uncle Aldo's Attic. 
and uh, this is his 19th album. Came out in 1965, and uh, so I was doing a little bit of research on this one, and this one's actually really, I thought it was really interesting. So at this point, Johnny Smith had already, you know, kind of exiled himself, and he had left New York because his wife had died in childbirth. So he moved to Colorado with his daughter to raise his daughter. He got out of the music business, only toured once after he moved in like 1960 or 1959. So he was in Colorado, but he would still put out like records occasionally. And this record in particular, uh, it's a four piece. It's, it's Johnny on guitar. Uh, I forgot the, all the names, but there's a piano player, a drummer and a bass stand up bassist. And the bass player and the drummer were actually uh, just uh, like high school music teachers from the local high school in like Boulder, Colorado. So mm. he just like, got these random, <laughs> these random teachers that had no like real experience. It seems like in any in, in like recording music, and then the piano player was like a like a music music student at the local college, so he just like got them together in his living room, and they recorded this entire record in his living room. They set up the mics and everything, and they, re- they recorded the entire record live, uh, just right there in the living room with the view of like the mountains and everything. So on the back Fucking of the must the, be nice <laughs> on the back of the jacket, like it, it shows a picture of the four of them in the room with like the mic set up and the window open. It's I, it's it's just such like a cool thing. Like the guy fucking leaves music to raise his daughter, which is so like you know admirable, and then just gets local musicians and fucking records with them. Like it's, it's just that <laughs> dude Johnny Smith is just so rad, so fucking rad. I I just I can't believe I've never heard of him prior to the vinyl collection. But yeah, th- this record is is fucking great, man. It's. It's just what you expect from Johnny Smith. Just the clean, fucking smooth guitar tone that he had. It's like one of the greatest clean guitar tones I've ever heard in my life. Nothing can match Johnny Smith. And just his style of playing is, it's just so perfect. But with so much, not just like perfect technically, but also it, I don't know. There's just a, there's just a way about his playing that is just so fascinating to me. Yeah, that's what I got. It's two Johnny okay. Smith records. Uh, the next thing here I got from... Double nickels while I was out there. Uh, this is Martin Denny. His uh, his fourth <laughs> record, Primitiva, came out in 1958. Uh, this is this is like kind of a more of like a has a lot more like Eastern Asian influence to it uh, with several different instruments. There's I forgot the guy's name right now, but there's a guy who played on this record, and he actually was a he was a Japanese American guy, but he he actually. Um, composed a lot of music for uh, like tv shows and movies of the time and in, in, in the 60s as well so i get i think like his influence like he influenced this record a lot the sound of it with a lot of the eastern asian stuff the japanese sounding stuff so it's pretty cool and then another thing which i thought you would find interesting on this one the guy this, there's a guy who, on this record named julius wechter do you recognize that name julius wechter wechter yeah <laughs> no <laughs> So on on this record, he played the vibes, marimba, and vibraphone. The vibes, um, fucking the vibes, yeah, so good, so good. But he was also the leader of the Baja Marimba band, <laughs> oh. which is pretty cool. And he and this Julius Wechter was actually the guy who wrote and composed Spanish Flea. Spanish Flea, yeah. So he was, he was for the guy Albert. What that was that was a, a song that they did. Whoever the guy was from the, the Baja Marimba band, they made that song for. Herb Alpert, while he was the leader of the Bob Marima band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I that, that, thought that was pretty cool. I thought you'd dig that as well. Yeah, but, that's so Martin Denny's Primitiva. Primitiva. 
pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. You got, didn't I give you a Baja Marima band? Yeah, you did. Did you like it or no? No, yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, did you keep it or no? No, I saw it. Oh. I saw it. I, I got rid of a couple of Herb Alpert's. Oh! But I don't remember which ones I got rid of. Not, not that it matters. They're all like a dollar bin records, two dollar bin records. So, At one point, I had, I had 11 Herb Alpert records and uh, <laughs> I got rid of all but three. I mean, that's all you need. That's two, all you need, two because I really like, and then one just because it's whipped cream and other delights. It's iconic. You got to have that. Yeah, you got to have that one. That would, every person has to have that record in their collection. Correct. Fact. So, it is a classic. All right, so the next one here, I got this one in the mail. Took a little while. Took about a month and a half, but that's fine. Because uh, it was on <laughs> that's, pre-order. That's nothing. A month and a <laughs> half, dude? Come on. But it was also one of those situations where I pre-ordered it, and... All the record stores got it a week before I did. Yeah, that's annoying. So that's fucking annoying. And then come to find out, this guy fucking went to Fingerprints in Long Beach and signed all the copies there. So if I had just waited and not pre-ordered it, I could have gone to Fingerprints and bought a signed copy. And that is Josh Freeze. Oh. This is his uh, second solo record. Came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, October 29th it came out. And uh, it's called Just a Minute, Volume 1. So volume two, he said, is coming out in February or March. So I'll be getting that as well. Uh, there's 20 songs on this record. <laughs> Each song is one minute long. Uh, he kind of, so kind of the backstory with this was he, when, when COVID started and people were told to quarantine and all that stuff, he has a studio at his house that he never really used because he's always touring because he's fucking Josh Freeze. So he was bored and he decided, I'm just going to write songs. One minute songs that I can post on Instagram. That was literally what he did. One minute songs to post on Instagram. And he just wrote so many of them that the guy from Pearl Jam, Stone Gossard, I think it was, suggested that you might as well just put out a couple of records with all these songs because people are going to dig it and they already like the stuff, so just do it. And that's what, that's what happened. So this comes on a nice pink, like bright pink vinyl. It looks so nice. And Josh did all the artwork on it, of course, because he's a fucking lunatic. It's awesome. And, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's one the minute song. It's terrible. <laughs> it's so. It, I mean, but that's it's, Josh but Freeze. It's, it's, but it's not even like a like a cool. I want to look at it more. Terrible. It's just like it's so <laughs> dumb and ugly. It's so busy. It is so bit. There's so much going on. <laughs> it's hideous. But and Josh Freeze said recently uh, recently on a podcast. He said it. Uh, if you're tired of a song, it, it'll be over in less than a minute. No, that's yeah. That's I mean that's a good thing. <laughs> so I mean, that that was like a way of him kind of selling it as well. Like just wait till the next song. <laughs> It'll be over soon. So got that one. Check it out. It's it's a lot of fun. Check it out on Spotify if, or anything. Or go on Instagram. Watch the videos on his Instagram. So this next thing here, I got this uh, from Discogs because I've never seen it in the wild. And my AFI collection is almost oh. complete. I got their EP, A Fire Inside. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, depending on what, how you look at it, this is like their third or fourth EP. Came out in September 1998. It was the last recordings with this lineup of the band of Davey, Adam, Hunter, and Mark. So this is the last thing they did. It's two covers. There's a Cure cover and a Misfits cover. And then the A side is two original songs. And it's killer. I mean, I got it for 16 bucks, And I've, like I said, I've never seen it in the wild. And it's a great EP. Great fucking EP. Four songs, great covers, good stuffs. It's not on there Spotify, though, so... You got to go on YouTube or something to listen to it. There you go. And uh, this last thing here, I picked this one up from Aldo's. This is uh, Slipknot, their third Ooh. record, volume three, the Subliminal Verses. 
What a day. <laughs> what a day this was. So so we go there, and immediately when I walk in, I see this on the wall. This is the literally the first thing I see. Like I said hi to Desi, and I looked to my right, and I saw it on the wall. I'm like, oh, fuck. I got to get that. I walked over, and I looked at the price. Nope. Not going to get that. $255. No way. And so then we're going out about our business, looking through records, looking for shit, you know. And then I, I say to you, like, if, if the guy will, if he'll offer me a hundred bucks, I'll take it. I'll take it for a hundred bucks. So then you asked Desi and Desi was like, well, I got to text my, my friend or whatever. And so he texts his friend and his friend's like, okay, I'll do for 125. I'm like, nah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> and then, and then we, we pay for our shit and we leave. And on our, on our way back to your house, you're making, you're, this is what you do. You make me feel bad. Like you're like, I didn't make you feel for, bad. I no, was just, you're like, no, no, you're like, you're, this guy's, this guy's, <laughs> it's half you of what he's know asking you for. Want it. You, uh, yeah, no, for I real. Really he wants want two fifty five. You <laughs> offer him less than half of what he wants, mm-hmm. and then he he comes to meet you not halfway because <laughs> if he met you halfway, you're looking in the one seventy range. Yeah. He comes to meet you at like one twenty five, and you yeah. say, "Nah, yeah. I'm done." Like you, it's so, it's so bratty. It was so <laughs> bratty, and then I and then I told you like. Because like I know that I know the guy that was selling it. I've worked with him before, and he doesn't he doesn't overprice his records. He prices them adequately at best, or he'll underprice them. And I told you mm-hmm. this, it's probably worth more. And you're like, no, I could probably find cheaper. And that's when we're driving home, and you're like, oh, the cheapest <laughs> one's like two seventy five. It's a fucking picture disc. And then you realize mm-hmm. like you may have made the biggest mistake in your life. True, true. true and true. then that's why we turned around. Okay. Yeah, I know. Fucking I know. Brat over here. <laughs> like that's the best like best word I can describe that that nah I'm good. That was just like a bratty move. <laughs> oh man, it was so dumb. Offers Long him less day. than half of what he was asking. <laughs> I know. What a dick, dude. I'm a fucking dick. But you I got, got it. it. He, yeah, you got it. Yeah, I, we went back and, and I got it. 125. It's a steal. When I walked in, I felt like that episode of The Office where where Dwight goes to the like that boutique shop and he wants that pewter wizard. And then oh, at the very yeah. end, he turns around and goes, I'll take the wizard. That's how I felt walking back into the store saying, I'll take the record. <laughs> like I felt, I felt fucking stupid walking back in there. I'm glad I got it. I'm, I, I am really happy I got it. It's, it's honestly, it's in great condition the only yeah, like the only thing that you could play barely what it's like never been played like it looked fantastic no yeah no the 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 records themselves i mean they were immaculate that i agree with you i don't think they had ever been played the only thing that you could have knocked was was that there, there was some ring wear on the actual jacket but outside of that i mean the thing is in fucking perfect condition so and and i and i did look it up with the actual matrix run out and it was the the special edition version of it so. Which is worth like what people are selling like four hundred bucks, like three fifty. <laughs> yeah, fucking guy. <laughs> oh man, but it's a great record. Outside of that, great record. It was the it's it came out. It's a third, like I said, third album came out in two thousand four, and uh, definitely a huge departure from what they were doing on their self titled and Iowa record. Rick Rubin produced it. There's some controversy behind all that and the the change in sound, but. I think it's still a solid record. I know you didn't like it when we when we did the Slipknot record last time on the pod. You didn't dig it, but whatever. Who cares? I enjoy it. I have a ton of nostalgia with this record too. So that's my pick of the week. And the song I'm going to play is called The Blister Exists from the Slipknots. 
There you go. A little bit of the song The Blister Exists from Slipknot. Whew, so good. What do you think of this song? <laughs> That's good. Dude. It's it's what I want from Slipknot. Yeah. Like literally just that's that's what I want to hear for Slipknot. And we'll talk about Slipknot for the new release music and stuff and it's, oh, no. no, it's fine. It's it's what I want. Okay. It's good. Okay. It's good stuffs. All right. Good, good. But it's weird I know because the, when they do like that, that their I think it was their fifth album. There's a lot of like slower jams, but I also like that too. When we did well, that. this this song has a lot of slow jams too. Well, this what, is the first song where they had actually acoustic songs. My favorite song from, fuck, it's on my play. I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> well, th- this album has duality, and you fucking love that song. I don't love duality. Yes, you do. No, I, I mean, I like Duality. It's great, but it's not like my favorite Slipknot song by yes, any it means. Is. No, it's not. You, you, wait, come on. You no, used it's to talk not. about it all the you're, time. You're, you're, you're straight lying. You know my favorite song by Slipknot has been always, since high school, Interloper. Fact. No, it's been Duality. No, it is not. You're lying. You've, okay, until you, can, you became you a can, Slipknot man. No, my favorite man, song has always been Interloper since like, I know high like school. I know you like that song. Since high school, that has been my favorite song. You're fucking out of your. You mind, can go dude. back and li- you. I, I'll bet you a thousand dollars. You can go back and listen to the Slipknot thing that we did, and my favorite song has always been an Interloper. Uh, always. I don't know, man. Always. I really think it was Duality. It was not. It has never been Duality. I think Duality is a great song. It's fun, but no, not in any way, shape, or form. The, uh, Dead Memories. That's a song that you and oh. Justin made fun of me for liking a lot. Yeah, you. I, that's weird. That's a weird <laughs> one to like, man. <laughs> That's like the worst song on that record. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I think that is probably the worst song on that record. Yeah, that's that that's, song sucks. Yeah, that, but like that's what I mean that I don't like when they do songs like this. But for some reason, that song really stood but out. But you to like, me. but then you like the worst one that they do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a banger. <laughs> that is the that's their worst slow song for sure. Their worst slow song. No, Damn, for, I, for I, reals, I, Interloper oh, has man. been like since high school has been my favorite Slipknot song. I don't even listen to of that course, Slipknot. Of course, you think you're fucking cool by picking Interloper because it's a B side. I didn't even know it was a B side. I don't even know where I got it because you had to run it through me. I never, I, I never Slipknot albums or nothing. I, how would I even hear that song? It was probably because I, I probably burned you a copy of that first record, and that first record, like the the deluxe version or whatever, with all the B sides, has like 21 songs. So I probably burned you that, and it obviously has Interloper, Get This, and a bunch of other crazy shit. Eeyore, oh, so good. I, I like so it a little bit because there's a lot of hip-hop elements to the music rather than like the vocals. and, and But even the vocals kind of, always oh, just matching the pacing of the of the music. But there's a lot of hip-hop mm-hmm. elements to it. I love it. It's great. Yeah, it is fucking great. I love Interloper. But then they kind of redid <sighs> it anyway, right? And so, yeah. Who doesn't like I mean, duality? You, love, you don't like duality? I mean, I mean you, you, you tell me you don't Interloper. like duality. You love Interloper. You love duality. You fucking love Dead Memories. I mean, you're... I do like Dead Memories a lot. I, I, honestly, I think I like Dead Memories more than Duality. When was the last time you listened to Dead Memories, though? It's on. It's on my my hardcore metal playlist. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Dog, you're the worst, man. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the Slipknot songs, you put Dead Memories on a playlist, dude. I don't even have. I, wow. Honestly, on my on my, I'm looking at it right now. On my, it's called Hardcore Metal, and then New Rap, because I throw everything in the same thing. Uh, Duality's okay. not even on there. Wow, it's not even I mean, on okay. there. Dead Memories is not a bad song, but in in their their catalog of music, it's one of their worst. Outside of their first, they're outside of Meet Feet Kill Repeat because that's not that's like a demo. Let me let me but, let me go through all my Slipknot songs that are on here. 
Okay. Ooh, I'm curious. I'm really interested. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, so from their furs, I have sick, the whatever it is, the great parentheses, song, yeah. surfacing, yeah. spit it out, and then wait and bleed, which wait and bleed is a better song than duality, hands down. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, it is. From Iowa, I have Disaster Peace and the Heretic Anthem. Okay. Not and bad. then I I have People Equal Shit, but it's I, I don't rec. It looks like Iowa, but it's a different cover than I've seen. I don't know what that is. Yeah, they had like an alternate cover that's on Spotify. Okay, that's that's what it is. And people equal shit, which is a banger of a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from this one, I have Danger Keep Away and Pulse of the Maggots. What Danger Keep Away? I don't remember what that song sounds like, but <laughs> that's like a really slow song. <laughs> okay, really slow one. <laughs> wow. I, okay. I don't know if you've ever listened to that song. I don't know. To put that on a playlist? It's on a playlist, kid. That's fucking long too. And then I have I have uh what album is this? Skeptic and AOV. Yeah, that's off of uh the the second to last record. That was the first one without Joey. Oh the Grey Chapter. Yeah, the Grey Chapter. And then from the last or whatever album uh, Dead Memories is on, I also have this cold black. Okay, yeah, that's a good song. That's a good song. And that is it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dead memories. Ted nothing memories off their good. last record? You have nothing off their last record then? No. No, nothing nothing off their last record, and I'm actually going to add Duality right now. Good, good. Take off Dead Memories. I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. I'd, I'd rather <laughs> keep Dead Memories and not add Duality. Now, now I just put my phone down. I'm not adding Duality just for that You're comment. You're fucking dumb. This is, this is as dumb as when you said that Heart Stops was your favorite AFI song of like the new yeah, era. Yeah, from that, from that album. That's the only good song <laughs> from, was it Crash Love and Beyond? No, 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 no. It's from Burials. Uh, what was the song that I like from Crash Love? I don't know. Are you sure? No, I'm positive. Heart Stops is on Burials. Joking my ass right now. There was a there was a no nah, there was, there was one song on on Crash Love that I loved a lot. Otherwise, it was like their worst album. Veronica Sawyer smokes. <laughs> no, I, it definitely was not. I don't know what it was, but it definitely <laughs> was not that. <laughs> but you like Crash Love? Crash? No, you you. But no, last when we ranked them like a month ago, two months ago when we did AFI. You rate you rated Crash Love pretty high. Let's see. Remember, Crash Love was like is like more the pop rock record. Came out after December Underground. No, I, You're I probably thinking of Blood. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. All right. So that's all I got for my uh, my uh, vinyl. My pick. So, do we want to play any of the new music, or what do you think? Uh, I don't have it open. Oh, that's fine. Because I, I don't really care to play any of it unless you really wanted to. Oh you could. God, duh. I have so many why apps you, open on my phone and I don't have anything open on the phone. The grape lady from uh, that video. Fucking uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> cheating little shit. Uh, no, let's see here. No, no, it's okay. Nothing? Okay. No, I like, I like, I like most of these songs, but no, I don't want to play them. Okay, I'm curious which ones you didn't like. So the first, the first one here one I didn't is. Like. I think I know which one it is. Uh, the first one here is from Senses Fail. They put out a new song called "I'm Sorry I'm Leaving." This is uh, this is straight up emo. There's some like hardcore emo elements, but it's mainly just like an emo song. A little bit of pop punk, maybe. It's whatever. It's kind of what I expected. Okay. So yeah. So since right? since. Like my second favorite Senses Fail is their latest album. If there's light, it will find you. That's when so you bought weird. me on the vinyls, yeah. and it's it's fantastic. And this song is um, 
Because that other one they did Lush Rimbaugh. Remember that one we talked yeah, that about? One, that one was bad. It, yeah, it was pretty dumb. But this yeah. song this song's keeping me. Like I'm 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 gonna listen to more of this. If this song sucked as much as Lush Rimbaugh did, I'd probably <laughs> be done with this album. But because this song came out, and it's not a bad song. It's not a good song. No, it's not terrible. But it's, not terrible. it's it's enough to keep me coming back. So yeah, there, there's enough. It's it's not just like one thing, right? They they kind of dabble within everything that they've done, except for like Renacer, which is their best record. Um, but other than that, you know, it's it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's it's fine. I'll keep listening. All right, are you gonna buy it on vinyl? Based off record. of well, there's three songs, but based off of Lush and Rimbaugh and this one, no, mm-hmm. no, okay, no. Well, you're not a fan. That's okay. <laughs> no, you're true. Uh, yeah, that is true. They, you are a fan of AFI, therefore you buy all of their shit albums. That's no, they true. have good albums. They don't have a bad. They do. You're right. You're 100 right. They have good albums. I'm telling you, they do. They don't have a. But bad they also album. have shit albums. They don't have shit albums. They don't no, have they, a bad album. They have albums that are so bad that I I would never listen to again. Even if we did on the pod again, I wouldn't even rank them because they're so bad. I wouldn't listen to them. Wouldn't do it. Because you're stupid. You're stupid as shit. Read my lips. I am not going to raise taxes. Nope. Uh, so the next song here is from Green Day, uh, who we're doing on the album of the week. Yeah. Uh, they put out a new song called Holy Toledo. Is and I, I think this is like a for a soundtrack for some TV show, if I'm not mistaken. It's for a movie that like already came out, in oh, like Sundance or one of those festivals that came out and didn't get it got kind of got shitty reviews. And then they posted <laughs> oh. on their Instagram like a couple days ago, like, "Hey, our song's coming out for this movie," and I'm very confused because the movie's already been reviewed by a lot of people. So I think it was just mm-hmm. at like a Sundance thing. But makes sense. Yeah. You can't. I, I don't understand. It, this they're making it seem like this is like the title song for the for the movie. Oh, is it not? But if it's not, why are they why are they talking about it? Because the movie came out in like June or July. Oh, okay, so it's a little bit older. Yeah. But like, how can you review a movie if if like the the main song that they're trying to push for is not even a part of the movie? You know what I mean? True. Like yeah. like like. Music makes things so much different, and it could it could influence people in different ways. And so, if it's getting shitty reviews because this song isn't on it, maybe it would get better reviews. Maybe you get re- like worse reviews. I don't know. But how can you review a movie if it's not even complete? <laughs> or maybe it is complete and Greeny's full of shit. I don't know. They posted this like fucking four days ago. I don't, I don't, none of it makes any sense. It's really weird to me. I don't understand it, and it fucking irritates me. I don't wait, like wait, 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 wait. So the movie's not out yet, or it came out this last June? It came out this last June, but it's not hitting like mainstream theaters. Oh, or... okay, okay. I see what you mean. Okay, because when you said that it wasn't out yet, that that totally threw me off. Okay, like, I, okay. Now I understand. Thousands of people have already seen it. Yeah, and, and yeah, like re- that's... like big name reviewers have already seen it, but how can you review a movie if like the main song that they're trying to incorporate into the movie is not even a part of the or if it, I don't know, I don't know, I don't understand yeah, I don't it, I don't like it, I don't like this, it smells fishy. <laughs> but regardless, the song's not the very song good. Was, no, it's whatever. It's like who cares? It's not but trash, you, is... but it's definitely not good at all in any yeah, way, shape, or form. It's forgettable. And like we'll we'll talk about on the Green Day episode, a lot of their stuff is. We'll get more into that. We'll get more into that. Uh, so the next one here is from your boy, uh, Posty. Posty. Post Malone uh, with The Weeknd. They put out a new song called One One Right Now. 
and uh, I don't know, man. It was good. It was good, but I don't remember anything about it. There was no hook right. that, that that I thought was okay. whatever. But it sounds like it, w- it sounds exactly like what I was expecting. It's not bad, but it's not. I would never go back to it. I had a fine time listening to it. It was didn't bother me. It didn't piss me off. But you didn't hate it. No, I didn't hate it. Yeah. No. So I it's mean, not, it's not like the sunflower song or whatever that. You hate that song. Yeah, song sucks. Oh, you're so full of shit. I know you don't hate that song. <laughs> no, but hates but the st- but the stuff that the weekend puts out is usually really good. That's I like bizarre. Sense. I can't stand the weekend. I think the weekend's so fucking boring. No, I think some of his songs are really great. But oh. Post Malone, man, I just I don't get it. Except for that Nirvana thing he did. I mean, I just I don't get it. I just I doesn't interest me, honestly. I think this this collaboration between the weekend and, and Posty, I think, is just absolutely fantastic. They both have a very different delivery to them, but they mm-hmm. both kind of uh, they're in the same they're in the same on the same continent here with with the way they they produce their music or they, somebody else produces their music. It's very very similar, and mm-hmm. I love this. I thought this was amazing. That was great. Yeah, it was. Good. And yeah, I mean, it yeah, it sounds like a lot of the stuff Posty has done, and it sounds like a lot of the stuff I hear from the weekend. But fuck. <laughs> The next thing we talk about is Slipknot. God damn, that sounds like everything else they've fucking done. <laughs> yeah, Jesus so Christ. Slipknot put out a new song called The Chapel Town Rag. And uh, yeah, so apparently you hated it, but that, I guess that's okay. It's yeah. good. It's what I want from Slipknot. And there's nothing wrong with like putting out the same stuff. And, and, and mm-hmm. like that's what Slipknot fucking does. Is, God, they sound the same, but it's their sound. Yeah, especially since Joey left the band and they got, I mean, no disrespect to Jay Weinberg because he is a really, really great drummer. But, you know, now that Joey and Paul aren't there to write the songs or have that much involved, I mean, no involvement in the songwriting. Uh, it's just a lot of the songs on the last two records, they're they're really good, but they're very much the same. They're interchangeable. And and this is one of those songs too. This song could have, I thought when this came out a couple of days ago, I thought this was a B-side from their last record. But then I was reading more into it, and no, this is this is going to be a song off their new record, that's going to be coming out sometime early next year. So I I I don't know. It just it sounds a lot of a lot of the same. I agree with you, but it's still really good. And I mean that's that's like the name of the game, right? Is to find your little niche and and, and I don't know, draw it out for fucking what twenty one <laughs> years or however long Slipknot's <laughs> been around, and that's there's nothing wrong with it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. If you do something, if you do something well for your first three albums, and you keep doing, that's fine. But I mean, it's good. It's not, good. You're not fooling me and thinking that you're doing something that that I've never heard before. Yeah, true, true. I feel like they haven't really taken any chances since the last record with Joey and Paul, and that was in 2009 with uh, "All Hope Is Gone," the one with Dead Memories, with your favorite song. Oh, Dead Memories, so good. It's not like, that was the last time that was the last time the band took like any sort of chances but then after that Paul died right after and then Joey was fired and then they put out two records two great records but yeah they were just didn't have that progression that they were kind of working on so whatever but, though it's but still like good when you, when you realistically peak at like Iowa and and that's yeah 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 what do you I don't know I mean that's, that's I mean, not I entirely fair See, I wouldn't even say like they're they're one of those weird bands where like they didn't peak on one particular record. They peaked on an era, and that era are the first two records, with self titled and Iowa. They're they're different. They're they're very different sounding, but they but they're just so 
amazingly perfect on their own that you it's hard you can't say one is really better than the other because they're just such perfect records and i consider that like one era i consider that the, that the ross robinson era of slipknot the best era of slipknot you can't fuck with it because they, they changed were, so much after that they were like they were, it was all the same members for a solid like 10 years right yeah, from from 1999 to when Paul died in 2010, 2011, whenever he died. It was the same members, yeah. Man. So roughly 11, 12 years, yeah, the same members. What a decade. <laughs> right? They put what out four decade. amazing records. Uh, so I'm not going to play the Chapel Town rag. I mean... Because it sounds like everything else Slipknot's ever done. Well, I'm just being fussy. That's what you're no. doing. You're being fast. So that's all we got for new music. Uh, so let's move on a little bit to something, um, I guess, a little bit. Dep- yeah, it's depressing. So uh, real quick, Polly Van Dam or Polly Von Pop, or some might call her, from the Bomb Pops. Apparently, she left the band. Uh, and that's why she wasn't on their last tour. She wasn't at the Punk in, Park, Punk in the Park Festival this last weekend. Um, she's just decided to become a family person. And also, she has diabetes and she, you know, that's taken a toll on her health quite a bit so she said on she was on some podcast this last week and she kind of pretty much said that she's out of the band so no more Polly in uh, in the bomb pops which is weird because she's one of like the main songwriters so well it's annoying because first of all she wasn't on our podcast which <laughs> it, i take that as a personal dig for one also also we never asked her to be on the podcast that is true. We got we we got cold feet. When, when <laughs> I know, <laughs> got nervous, got nervous, because I guarantee, I guarantee you, we could probably. I mean, I think we can get any one of the four members from the Bomb Pops to come on our podcast. Well, we, we're 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 like we're like frightened turtles, you know. I know. Like, like we, we poke we our heads never... out, and with any sign of danger, we right back into our shells. <laughs> That's it. It's so stupid. <laughs> and then we sit That's... here on our high horse and shit talk everybody we possibly can. <laughs> That's why that's why we, the only people we've ever had on the podcast were people that we know. Or at least yeah. one of us is known. Yeah. So <laughs> Who did you not day. know? Oh David. He did not know David. I didn't know I mean you didn't know Dane. Well, you know you knew Dane. But oh man, that's stupid. Yeah. So no, stupid. but that's 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 it sucks that she's um that she stepped down because obviously like the bomb pops are are this fucking band that should be way bigger than they are. Yeah, dude, but, that last um, record was so good. You know, you do you. Like, take care of yourself first. Get your get yeah, your absolutely. shit done, and then and then and then come back. Absolutely, absolutely. So, there's that. And then the last thing here, uh, we could talk about the whole Travis Scott thing, the Astro World. Yeah, yeah, that's quite quite a bit to unpack. People died. A lot of people got hurt. Uh, crowd rushing, kind of trying to rush the stage, and people suffocating. Having heart attacks and um, yeah, yeah, it's fifty thousand, fi- roughly fifty thousand people there, and it's fucking nuts. Pretty nuts. You but. know, it's 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 so bizarre because we've been to so many festivals, and like the punk community or even the semi-aggressive music community, like this is you don't see this happening, mm-hmm. even with yeah. crowds sometimes this large. And even no, it it rarely happens. Even like Warp Tour, where just like everybody's fucking young and stupid, and there's a lot of people there trying to rush the stage. It just it doesn't happen, and and look at all the big festivals in Europe: Reading and Leeds, Leeds and Download, and 
you know, all those big festivals that have a hundred thousand people there that are way bigger than this Astro World Festival, and there's nothing like this that happens. I, I know they're kind of set up a little bit differently with like the barricades, but still, like there's but, nothing like this that happens. And this is put on by Live Nation, and so yeah. whose fault is this? Because when people die, somebody's at fault. Somebody's gonna get fucked, like as they should be. Nobody should be yeah. dying going to a fucking concert. That's ridiculous. True, true. And so, like, but, who? And it's and people are pointing the finger at like Travis Scott, and the guy's a fucking idiot. He's so stupid, and yeah, he he, yeah. he has he has priors for for being an idiot on stage. But that's that he's a he's an artist. That's what they do. And and like Keith Buckley, like how many times has he fucking drop kicked somebody in the crowd and got in trouble for it? How many people? <laughs> Jumped off like the 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 second balcony of the showcase theater in Corona, and not get in trouble for it. So the fact yeah, that he is he's inciting a riot is 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 a little bit I don't know. It's a little bit weird because people have been doing it for so many fucking years. Like why are True. we now passing the blame onto just him? Well, I, I think I think he's he's partial. He's partially partially to blame because he was it. People were trying to tell him like people on the stage were coming up to him and trying to say like you need to stop. Like we need to end this now, but he just like shooed them away. Like his his entourage were trying to tell him to stop. You know, cameramen were 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 kind of being told to or filming the concert. We're told like you know this is happening, which I understand. Like the cameramen are probably a little apprehensive because some drunk people are climbing up their ladders and up onto their perches. Like I don't know. Th- th- there's a lot. There's a lot to blame here. I don't think it's one singular singular thing. And then the crowd itself. I mean, from what I was reading, a lot of people had actually like uh, broken into the place, or, or yeah, they like stormed you know, the, the VIP area. Yeah, they, they literally knocked down the barriers until yeah. police and and on, on mounted police units could show up and and block people from going in. Yeah, but like Travis and Scott, he he is not. It's it's. It's irritating to to pass the blame solely on him, whereas like Live agree, Nation itself has done this before. Live Nation has has put on not fest and have have done things that are way more aggressive than a Travis Scott concert, and no one has yeah. died. Yeah. And for Live like Nation to big fail, rock concerts. it pisses me off that people are are pointing the finger at Travis Scott, whereas Live Nation is like slowly you know, walking backwards into the shadows and, 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 and not getting sued, but they are getting sued now. So, Oh yeah, I'm sure. So fuck. Have you them. seen the, um, have you seen the, uh, I don't mean to laugh at it, but have you seen the, the satanic symbolism conspiracy theory? No, that this was all like a, uh, like a, um, a satanic ritual because I, like a lot of people have pointed out at the actual concert, like even before Travis Scott was playing, there's like huge banners and thing like blow ups that have a lot of satanic imagery and a lot of what Travis Scott was doing on stage had a lot of that same stuff too. And then the amount of people that died, it all like coincides with all this stuff. Yeah. If if you look it up, there's this huge conspiracy theory about see the like Satanism and, and a satanic ritual, like a, like a, um, like a, a sacrifice. That's what I was reading about. Dumb. And, I, I don't and, think Travis honestly, Scott is that, smart enough to do any of this stuff. <laughs> you never know. You never know. I then I did I did see one picture. I think it was at Astro World. There was a picture of like a, like eight or nine of the guys like in his entourage, and they're all like standing around a pentagram that was drawn on the ground. Something fucking weird. I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. 
But it's fucking weird, man. It's fucking weird. But who knows? You never know. Honestly, no, you it's never true. Know. You you never know. You, I I just you don't never fucking know. Based off of things he said, his music and this, I just don't think he's 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 macro enough to do anything that uh, that existential. He's just a dumb dumb who writes shit. Music. Maybe, but see, that's the thing. Maybe maybe he pretends to be like that because he knows it'll attract a bunch of dumb idiots. Yeah, no, you're absolutely it, right. It, it and then he throws on the it festival. It could be like a long con. It eight people fucking con. die and, and numerous people are left in lifelong comas and, and people are now brain dead and he's possibly getting sued for every single dollar that he's worth. But yeah, you are uh, you are right. Maybe maybe he shot for the stars and, and, and landed in the clouds. I don't know. Maybe he sold his soul <laughs> to the devil. I mean, look at Robert Johnson. We always talk about that. Yeah. Maybe Travis Scott is one of those people. It, it irritates me that you're that you're that you're going off on a tangent here that I want to go down, but because <laughs> I dislike Travis Scott so much, but I do like a lot of like I like Juice World, I like XXX, I like a lot of these other yeah, yeah. hip hoppers that are new. I like Posty, but yeah, I, I cannot fucking stand Travis Scott. I cannot stand him. I think in the in the post I'm talking to you about, I think they were talking about Wiz Khalifa as well. I like dude. I Wiz Khalifa is fantastic. Yeah, I think you're I think you're a Wiz guy. Yeah. He's amazing. He, he, he might be a Satanist. I don't know. We don't know. I don't give a fuck if he's a Satanist or not. I just don't want to. But he could be sacrificing people. I don't know. I don't know. I just I like. But that that's the thing. Like if Travis Scott and Wiz Khalifa are doing the same thing, Wiz Khalifa just dude, like just his 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 music is so much better than Travis Scott, and it oh, would yeah. it, it would it is better, but it would make Wiz Khalifa's music less important to me if they were both in the same cult. I would I would stop honestly if they both came out as like Satanists or anything in the same I don't know they're both in the fucking Grand Poobah club together. I would stop listening to Wiz Khalifa <laughs> because Grand. Travis Scott is so fucking shit. It's a long con. It's a long con. <laughs> Dude, they're all like R H too. Fucking I know. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Alright, so we got anything else to say on Astro World or anything in general? Sit. Okay, so that's it. Uh, thank you all for listening. Go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to us in there. Follow us on the social media at Ask Night Radio. Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for the main episode because we're getting into the Green Day record, Insomniac. We're also going to be ranking all of their records. And uh, that's it. That's all. That's it. Good.